hit the freaking button, cow. <laughs> Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into a touchdown. Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Welcome to IDP Nation. What's up, Kyle? What's happening, Hollywood? How you doing, my man? Just living the dream, brother. I can tell. <laughs> living the dream. I can tell you're living the Hollywood dream. Hey, we got a special guest tonight. We certainly do. Who we got? Who we got? What's going on, guys? <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself, Eric. <laughs> Well, you guys may remember me from the the Dig podcast, but yes, I'm back sir. for a little uh, IDP talk tonight. Yeah, man, we appreciate you taking the time to join us, buddy. I know you're busy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, busy time, busy time, but that's all right. I got time for you guys. Appreciate it, man. I I'm just well, I got, got somebody confident to talk with. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you didn't let you didn't let me finish because I got time for Kyle. You, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. You know, I thought I'd never say it, but I kind of miss Dan right now. Oh, you can't lie to that. I can I can see your nose growing already. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh shoot. But yeah, oh, man, man, glad you could join us tonight. Uh, me oh, and yeah. kind of planned running solo tonight, doing a show. So uh, we kind of missed last week, and uh, me and Kyle was just beat. <laughs> so we needed a break for a week. But yeah, glad you could join us tonight, man. You bet. Anytime, guys. Anytime. You, uh, so, you want uh, to tell the listeners, are you working on anything, Eric? You got anything in the works? Uh, I'm kind of taking a, a little break right yeah. now, but uh, I'm still. Still starting into this scouting the 2022, 2022 draft class with the NFL draft Bible. So we're slowly getting that up and rolling and awesome. And then I'll start getting my uh, rookie articles going for uh, uh, dynasty nerds. So that's in the works here. Just take kind of taking a little break quick and before I get hit it hard before the season starts. Awesome, man. Looking forward to your stuff, man. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. Like I said, glad to have you on. We missed you. Miss you on the uh, Dig Podcast, man. It's uh, it's, it's been, been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And I, I have to admit, it's been an adjustment trying to do that stuff solo because, you know, you can only talk so much and you're, you're used yep. to somebody bantering back and having a break. And I'm like, oh, my God, where's Eric? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we got to get you on, man. Uh, got some stuff coming up next few weeks, some interviews and stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Let me know when you can jump on. Love to have you on. Yeah, definitely. If I got some time available, I'm, I'll definitely be available for that. Awesome. 
All right, guys, let's jump right into it. Uh, the news and notes. Philadelphia Eagles signed outside linebacker Ryan Kerrigan to a one-year deal. almost feel like that's just freaking so dirty. So dirty, you know. <laughs> He's been a Washington player for so long, been so good for them. It's almost like he's turned traitor, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, in honesty, there's kind of no room for him in Washington. You know, they got Chase Young, they got uh, Josh Sweat, um, Ionitis, they've got Deron Payne, they got Jonathan Allen. So the opportunities and reps for him were kind of limited. Um, but I don't know that it's much better for him going to Philadelphia. With Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, you know, those guys. Um, when you do, I think it's a good flyer. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's a, it's a dirty move, right? <laughs> going to the going to the uh, rival in the division, but uh, you got to go or, uh, where they want it, where they want you. And yeah, it's, it was, you know, Montez Sweat and Chase Young are the dudes in, um, and Washington off the edge, they're going to eat up a lot of the snaps. I mean, two of the best in the game. So, um, you know, in Philly, Barnett can't stay healthy. I mean, I like Josh Sweat. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Um, Sweat, I'm looking for him to take another step forward. But, um, you know, Brandon Graham's getting up there. I know Kerrigan's an old veteran like Graham. So it makes sense to bring in a guy like Kerrigan who's, you know, he, he's, he's solid and he's out there. I mean, the dude doesn't miss much time and, He's still got a little bit left, but um, he's probably just going to be a rotational guy who, uh, you know, is good for their for their pass rushing group more than IDP. From from what I'm thinking, I don't know what you I don't know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, I I really like Josh Sweat as well. You know, I think I think Kerrigan's that guy that can fill in at uh, he can fill at defensive end, he can fill outside an outside linebacker, you know, he, yeah, he can kind of be over that be that rover around guy. So, you know, I really. They have a they have a solid defensive line. So even mm-hmm. with you know Kerrigan and Sweat in the you know as backups, I think I think they have a sneaky good defensive line. Mm-hmm. Now if the rest of the defense could you know step up to the game, <laughs> it might be a little bit better. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, Sweat I think is like I know he had a good year last year, but I think he's gonna I think he's gonna really break out this year and be be one of those guys that are. You know, being he's being taken late in drafts and mm-hmm. get paying up for you. Yeah, one of those late upside guys, right? That mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely uh definitely like sweat as well. Oh no, it's yeah, I just took fly, him in right? uh, especially cheap. I mean you can pick mm-hmm. him up basically everywhere, so yeah. I thought I was joking. Yeah, for sure. So I, I just I just took Josh Sweat in the fourteenth round of an IDP only draft, so I'll oh, gladly nice. take that. Yeah. I'll gladly take that. So Yeah. No, that's 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 solid for sure. Absolutely. And I think like Brandon Graham went in round thirteen. Uh Singleton went in round twelve. So I think that's good value right there. In IDP only. So Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's that's uh fourteenth round, that's solid. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> My God, the freaking predators! Oh my God! Uh oh! I wanted Man. to say something so bad. God, dang it! <laughs> oh. So the Cardinals coach, head coach Cliff Kingsbury, or Kingsbury, said it's fair to assume that Isaiah Simmons 
and newly acquired 16th pick overall Zayvon Collins will line up together as starters. So that basically means that Collins will indeed take over the Mike linebacker role that uh, Jordan Hicks possessed for the past couple years. Um, so they're going to roll with the young guys, Collins and uh, and uh, Simmons. What's your guys' thought on that? I'll let you kick it off, Eric. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I, I wanted my Panthers to take Simmons last year so bad. So when the Cardinals took him, I'm like, you know, it sucks. But he didn't get to play much last year. But I think having Zayvon Collins in the middle with Simmons on the outside, that and then you know Chandler Jones, I think they have a chance to have a really good defense. Yeah, I actually yeah, took. I, um, I had a. Uh, the first pick in, in an IDP only, and I took Zayvon Collins number one over Parsons. Nice. nice. After I heard that, we started the draft after I heard that news, so I was like, oh, I have to take – I'm taking him because <laughs> I don't think I have him anywhere else. So Yeah, got to get you your keep guy. Keep taking him for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, man. You know my, my love for Zayvon Collins. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was so pumped, um, you know, right after the draft um, when when they came out and said he was going to play the mic in the middle. Um, and, you know, now that, you know, it looks like they're shopping Hicks and going to move on there. Um, they're going to roll with the young guys. And um, what a fun duo that's going to be, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's just love it. It's awesome. I can't wait to see what they do with those two. Um, I love the fit with Collins in the middle and just let – Simmons, just put him out there and let him make plays because the dude can do a lot of stuff. And um, you know, it's it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, that defense is really something. They got they got some talent. I forgot they got J- I forgot they got JJ Watt too. So. Right, right. Buda Baker. I mean, it's just yeah, that yeah, defense is gonna be fun. Is, it is. I think it's gonna be a fun defense along with a fun offense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is uh that's gonna be a team to watch. Uh, for sure, it will be interesting, to say the least. Um, Colts, they're working on a contract extension for Darius Leonard. Rightfully so. I mean, why would you not lock up the best linebacker in the game? Um, just makes sense. It'll be interesting to see what his numbers is or what the years and uh, price is, but I think this makes sense for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he burst right on the scene as a rookie. And, I mean, he's, he missed a few games, um, you know, the last couple of years. But, I mean, when he's out there, he's just he's just an absolute game wrecker. Um, right. You know, he definitely uh, – I mean, he's a guy that they that runs the show for him. And, um, th- I mean, he, he impacts the game all over, just not right. just tackles. You know, it's – it's uh, the tackles for loss, the sacks, you know, and, and it's just – he just makes plays everywhere. So, um, yeah, it's a huge part of that defense. He's young. Sign him and um, just just let him keep doing what he's doing. The Colts would be stupid not to resign <laughs> Right? <laughs> I mean, I really like what the Colts have done all around, you know, this year with – yeah, I know it's on the offensive side, but getting Carson Wentz there with a good offensive line and a good yep. receiving core and building that defense up. and Because they took, uh, what, Deo Odin Igbo, too, in like the third round or something like that. So 
I really like him too to play on the yeah. play on the outside. Mm-hmm. On the Chiquiti pay too. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. So get, they needed some help at end and they, you know, they, they addressed it right away. First round. And I think it was what second round with Oded, Odenigbo. Yeah. Ode, yep. Hope you say that. Um, yep. Yeah. So, that's how I say it. so uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. That's, that was a spot of need for that defense and they addressed it right away. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that Colts team, you know, like you said, offensively they got Wentz, and and uh, I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor's a a young stud, and uh, it's uh the defense is coming together, so that's a, that's a team that's going to make some noise. Yep, absolutely. So <laughs> they're coming for the Titans. <laughs> that's right. Everybody gunning for us. Um, Washington, they signed uh, Bobby McCain to a one-year deal, the former Dolphin. Um, they kind of need to help in their secondary, so I kind of like this for them. Yeah, you know, with, with Curl and uh, Collins being more of the strong safety types, you know, who is going to play the free safety spot? And Bobby McCain right. would be a candidate for it, not saying he's going to come in and win the job or by any means. I mean, you know, he's – He's, he's been a solid veteran in the league, but, uh, I mean, he's definitely a candidate for that free safety spot when we weren't really sure what it was looking like. I think Tripp had mentioned that a couple shows back there that, you know, yeah. that was the, that was the thing who was going to play that free safety spot. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think McCain would be a candidate there. So we'll see uh, what the news brings and once we get, get more news out of Washington. So if you think he – do you think Cameron Curl will keep the starting spot? next year or is or will Landon Collins be healthy enough? Yeah, that's the question. You know, I think if, I mean, if Landon Collins is healthy, obviously he's your surefire number one back there. But what about Cam? I mean, Cameron Curl did pretty good filling in for Collins last year. So right, but don't you think that they kind, the of, they kind of give them both the run? Collins I think they do. Curl both. I mean, yeah. Collins can kind of play down in the box. I know you drafted Jamin Davis to help you at linebacker, but I think Collins is going to see some reps down in the box. I, um, I agree. Yeah. If it, if it's me, I'm playing both Collins and Curl at safety because mm-hmm. I think that's your best too. You know, forget the free or strong, you know. I mean, I guess you could go – if you wanted to declare one, you could go Landon Collins as your strong curl as your free safety. But I think, you know, in the, with the interest of, or the thinking of your best 11 players, I think you got to put Collins and curl both on the field. I agree. agree. You just got to make sure you're comfortable with whoever it is covering the back end. Right. 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 Deep zone. That's, that's the one thing that we'll have to wait and see what they're saying, you know, because, McCain would be a guy that would be, you know, a guy who could fit that role, that free safety deep coverage role. But, um, yeah, I mean, they got, you know, like you guys said, you'd think they'd find ways to get them both on the field. Curl was such a pleasant surprise for them last year. I mean, my gosh, what a what a contribution he made for, what, a seventh-round pick? It's crazy. Right. Um, yeah, that's a situ- situation if, to watch. But if they got Collins, you know, if they could drop him down in the box, mm-hmm. you know, they need their, their defensive line. Really good. Yeah. They're yeah. secondary. They're secondary. Pretty good. Yeah. Linebackers. Pretty good. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, they, they you know, like I said, they have Jamma Davis, but, you know, drop Collins down to the box and 
put Curl and Bobby McCain and at least help your linebacking core out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for right, sure. And I, and I could see a lot of that. You know, you got Jamin Davis, the rookie, who's learning. Maybe drop Collins down in the box and teach him a little bit, help him out. And when you drop Collins down in the box, maybe you've got Curl and McCain on the back end at safeties. So they got some flexibility. It'll be interesting to see how they use these guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You see that happen. You see that happening a lot in today's NFL, where right. you know all the rotation. You know, with these safeties that can play linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jeremiah Wusakomora. You know, right. he can. He's one of those guys that can play safety. He can play linebacker. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. So Nick Bosa is expected to be back for training camp and Kyle Shanahan said his rehab has been going great. That's great news for us IDP managers who have him on our teams. Um, I think he's an elite talent. He's one of the best in not only the NFL, but fantasy. Um, I, I just think he, he's way better than his brother Joey uh, and with the, what they have around him on defense I think it's a lot better too so uh, glad to see him back good to see him healthy and ready to rock and roll for 2021 yeah that's a uh, and I think- he'll be oh go ahead Eric no go ahead go ahead <laughs> I was gonna say what a what a welcome presence the for the 49ers to get him back right <laughs> yeah that's uh it's, it's good to hear that he's he's uh, feeling good and the knee's doing good. He's coming back healthy, and I'm sure the 49ers are happy to to have him him back. And um, I mean, he's just a a weapon off the edge. So um, good for them and good for right. for IDP managers. Yeah, I, I I love that. I hope he comes back with a vengeance because I have him on a lot of my teams. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I got him on quite a few too. Oh. <laughs> In, in Dougie's league, I in Dougie's league, I drafted him and uh, uh, Nick and Joey in back to back. So nice, I love that. Nice. I, have, I have him. I love having them both and as my uh, top two defensive defensive end edge players. Which one did you take first? Nick. Nick. Okay. Awesome. I took Nick. Nick Joey, and then I took Brian Burns the round after that. So oh, nice, nice. I like I'm that. I like that. My, oh yeah. I am. Pumped about that one. <laughs> That's quite the crew, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anthony Barr, linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, returned to practice on Monday. Suffered a season injury, season ending pectoral injury in week two last year. Kind of took him out of it. Uh, he's back, ready to go. Um, are you buying? Are you selling? Uh, what's your expectations for him this year? I mean, him and him and Kendricks have been the you know the the two main snap eaters there in, in Minnesota when they're both healthy. So it's um, you know if if Barr's healthy, that's going to go back to you know how that previously was. I mean, last year Eric Wilson had the big breakout because Barr was out, and you know yeah. that was he was just a outstanding waiver wire pickup if if uh, he was available for you and. Um, 
Barr's one of those guys. He's a better NFL player than he is IDP producer in most, you know, most formats. I mean, he's out there, but this the role he plays isn't doesn't he doesn't exactly put up huge numbers. I mean, you can he's not like he's not usable. It's just he doesn't, you know, Kendricks is the guy that you want there, you know, right. um, as far as those two, if they're both healthy. And but it is uh, you know, him being healthy and if he's back to his normal role, it's you know, you kind of know what they're what to expect starting off with, with what that's going to look like as him and Kendricks as the main two guys there. So, um, you know, they drafted Surratt. He's going to be able to learn, you know, from from Kendricks and what you know, learn the ropes as one from one of the best. And um, he's a nice depth guy, and they still have Troy Die, but it'll be uh, I like Die as well. But um, you know, it'll be the Anthony Barr and Kendricks eating up all the snaps like like it has been when they're both. They're both healthy and ready to rock. Yeah, I think uh, if if Bar is healthy, you know, I I could see them giving. Uh, I don't I don't see Bar playing a lot in the preseason, so right. I could see Surratt getting some of them or Troy Diet, like like you said, Kyle, just yeah. giving them a chance to see what what he can do because I think. I think he's a free agent after next year. Okay. Anthony Barr is, or after this year. I can't remember. I think it's after this year he's actually a free agent. Okay. So then it's kind of a big year for him to yeah. see what he can what he can do if he gets that sec- that con that contract or if he just gets released. That's a that's a really good not- that's a really good point about the preseason. We probably won't see him much, so those young guys will probably get right. some run. Yeah, it's a good point. So that was kind of you know, my question. Do you see a Troy die? Do you see a uh, Chasserat? Do you kind of see either one of those guys eating into those reps? Or is it going to be kind of a next year thing, you know, once bars, you know, is he I in, is he out? Do, do they replace him or whatever? Does he move on? Because, you know, he tried to move on once before. I think it was the Jets that he signed a deal with or were reportedly right. signed a deal with, and then he come back to Minnesota. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I could see – I think I see Troy Dye getting the, the nod over Surratt to start out just because I think Surratt's more of a middle linebacker than an, than an outside right. linebacker. Right. You know, Surratt, Surratt has that mindset of field general. I mean, obviously he was a quarterback – so yeah. <laughs> he does he does have he does have that mentality, but I think Troy Dye might get the first shot over Surratt if I Anthony so, Barr too. is if Anthony Barr is uh, not healthy or you know just to give them the shot, especially in preseason. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And like you know, he's been there longer, so he's more comfortable with the system. And you know, he was he's a solid coverage linebacker coming out of Oregon too. So you know, he can be utilized in subs and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's that's a good call. I I could see that for sure. Good stuff. So our last piece is Bradley Chubb had surgery to remove a bone spur in his ankle and will miss the rest of the offseason workouts. Of course, Denver expects him to be ready for training camp. Is this something you're concerned with? Uh is this just something that's kind of routine? Um and what are you doing with him? I mean, are you keeping him? Are you trying to trade him? Are you trying to acquire him? Where are you at with Bradley Chubb? Because he missed a big chunk of last season, too. 
Yeah, when the when the nurse the news first came out on Chubb that this surgery, it you know was kind of like, oh, he has to have surgery, and then it, like a little bit after it came out that he was just it was just to remove this bone spur in his ankle, and it wasn't too big of a deal, and he's just going to sit out the rest of the workouts, which definitely makes yeah. sense. So it's good to hear it's like a little cleanup surgery, and they expect them to be ready for training camp. So that's definitely what you want to hear, and you know, just get the rest and heal up during the off season stuff and get ready for training camp because I mean, he's, he's a beast off the edge and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that defense really needs him. So, um, and you know, uh, it's IDP's more fun with Bradley Chubbs <laughs> just getting after it off the edge. Cause he can really make stuff happen. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that it wasn't anything major and that he's going to be ready for camp. So um, get healthy dude and let's go. You know, living living in Denver, I Broncos are always on TV. So <laughs> that, Den- <laughs> that Denver defense is so much more fun to watch when Von yeah. Miller and Bradley Chubb yeah. are destroying yeah. tackles off the edge. It is, and then they added Sertan, and it's yeah. I think the defense is going to be very fun to watch, and I am buying Bradley Chubb if I can. I'm not going to. Awesome. I'm not going to break the bank on him, but I'm going to I'm buying him if I can get him at at some sort of a discount because I think he I think he can can have an impact season, especially with Von Miller back and AJ Johnson and Josie Jewell and I mean they have a they have a solid linebacking core all around. You know they drafted Baron Browning too, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, he's nice more of a coverage linebacker anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. And we will get to Baron Browning here in a few minutes. So um, before we go to the main event, we need to do a a little bit of a, uh, you know, promotion, help ourselves out, sales pitches, whatever. Uh, We think MFL.com because they uh, sponsor our listener leagues. They do the IDP Invitational. They do so much good stuff for charity. We appreciate them. You know, anytime I've had an issue or, you know, you send in a ticket, they're quick to respond. They get on it, uh, get back to you, and uh, help you figure that out. So we thank them for being a big sponsor of uh, IDP Nation, the listener leagues. Uh, And then also, you know, Action 24-7 Sports. It's locally owned for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans. Um, Tennessee sports are hot right now, so we have a great opportunity here to talk about betting and get new depositors. Um, they got so many things going on, college baseball. Um, you know, if you're, the Vols are in the, uh, the tournament right now. Predators, I know they lost tonight, but they're not out of it. You can bet on them. The NBA, they have NBA playoff playoff insurance. They have NBA player props, Tennessee parlays. They got so much going on right now: soccer, basketball, hockey. Um, you know, if you know your dart stuff, they can do that too. They got so much going on, and right now, if you will use the promo code Hollywood one hundred, they will match your uh, deposit up to uh, four hundred. Uh, right now so 
you know, if you're putting in 400, they'll match up. They'll match that. You're getting 800. So they got a lot of things going on right now. And what better time to make a deposit and, and play your bets right now? Playoff season. You know, NBA's full full blown um, postseason. NHL's full blown postseason. MLB is in the middle of their season around. They're going crazy. So, um, you know, anytime you can help, anytime you place a bet, you're not only helping yourself, you're helping us. You know, we have a few costs that we have to cover uh, with podcasting. So, you know, it's not it's not entirely free, and we we encourage and we thank you for your support. So, be sure to check us out there. Uh, you know, when you make your deposits, you're helping us, and we thank you for that. Shoo. Main event. IDP rookie draft ADP values. Uh, I sent both of y'all the um, spreadsheet that I'm working on. Rookie draft. This is actual rookie draft leagues that has been coming in. It's not mock drafts. This is actual rookie drafts. Um, you know, if you're a Patreon that you're getting this and this is something new that we're offering, if you'll sign up for our Patreon account, we're going to give you this. It's a spreadsheet that I'm tracking. Um, it's breaking it down. What type of league, you know, is it IDP or not only IDP, is it one QB, is it super flex? Tight end premium, defensive tackle premium, how many teams, how many uh, roster spots, how many uh, taxi spots you got. Um, but more importantly, you get to see where these players are being drafted on average. You know, maybe maybe your league is in here. Um, I'm updating this daily. So getting into this um, – you know, the last few years, two years ago, it was Devin White, Devin Bush was making all the rage, right? Mm -hmm. Last year, it was Chase Collins. This year, it seems to be Micah Parsons. So, from what I've entered or what I've gathered and entered so far, he's not only the top linebacker, he's the top IDP coming off the board, and he's coming off at an average of 14.2. Now, I will say this. I did recently see a league where he came off at 107. Um, <laughs> while I'm an IDP guy, I think that's just a little bit early. I think most leagues that I've seen, he's been in that 10, 12 to 16 range, which kind of puts him at that 14.2 range. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, um, you know, I, I tracked uh, some of the leagues that I'm in here, and he's going around there as well. Um, in this, I looked at three of the sleeper leagues I'm in. One of them is the Unreal Tournament uh, League with um, the guys from the Big Three and some of us at IDP guys and some of those guys from the XF. FL league that they have with the big three and uh, Parsons went two six in that league. And then in one of uh, Lanny, Sean Lanigan's leagues, um, Parsons was, was taken at two four. 
And actually, Collins went first, and I think that might have been Eric. If I'm not Which mistaken, was that, one? that was the Baker Mayfield isn't bad league. Yes, um, yeah, yep. that was me. I, I took yep. him at two hundred one. I know, I like it. Um, that was the only league where he went before. Or no, there was one other one as well, I believe. But um, then in the Sh- swimming with the sharks league that uh, Joey and Evan created with the co-manager league, sixteen teamer. Right. Uh, yep. Um, Parsons went two three in that one. So he all went – it was all in that early second range in those sleeper. And those are all super flex leagues, uh, two 12-teamers and one 16-team league. So that he's all went early second there. And then in um, three of my MFL leagues, um, two of them are one quarterback. Uh, two of my leagues I've been in for quite a few years, and linebackers are very heavily valued. Um, Parsons went one twelve and one and one eleven in the other. And then in uh, super flex league, I'm in a 12-teamer. He went two six. So um you can see the, the the two one quarterback leagues that are heavy on the linebackers. He was going late, you know, 16 teamers. He was going at the end of the first. And then a lot of these super flex leagues, you're looking at early second. Um, and he's generally the first IDP taken, like Daryl said. Um you've been seeing anything different, Eric, or seeing more of the same? Uh honestly, I haven't uh in my leagues, I we haven't started any of our rookie drafts yet, so okay. we can't wait till after June first to start getting them going. But right on, um, I was trying to I was trying to see them. See, I I think now that we have the news of Zayvon Collins being yeah. middle linebacker, I yeah. could see that ADP shifting a little bit and having it get closer or have them flip flop. But I do like, I really do like Michael Parsons. You know, he is, he's my second linebacker. Because he's not going to play middle in Dallas. Right. He'll play more of a outside. He may, he may do both, but he'll play more outside because Jalen Smith will man the middle. But mm-hmm. it's not bad. I was trying to see where he went in that IDP only startup. I can't find him right now. He's not going to play inside immediately anyway. Yeah. With LV and Jalen Smith there. Now, if they can't get some something worked out with LVE on his fifth-year deal, you know, if they can't get him re-signed, injury history, there's a punty he kicks back inside, and he can do that. But uh, I think for this year, he's an outside guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. Interesting that you said Zayvon Collins. He's been going about 10 spots later than Micah Parsons. Jamin Davis has been going five spots later. So it's been Parsons, Davis, Collins at an average of 14, 19, and 24. Even with the news that Collins looks to be the guy next to Simmons for Arizona, I really haven't seen an uptick in his draft spot. Now, for me, I love Collins. I I just think he's going to excel there, can cover, can rush, such size, um, you know, can play inside, can play outside. I like him, but I think 
Jamin Davis, the opportunity there for him with Washington is kind of overriding this. I mean, I still have at Parsons, Collins, and Davis as my one, two, three. Um, do you all feel the same way? Uh, do you think the situations has changed it a little bit? Well, I mean, where are you at with with the? I mean, we spoke about Parsons, but where are you at with Jamin Davis and Xavier Collins right now? Yeah, I think like Eric right. said. Yeah, I, I think like you, like you said, Eric uh, Collins is your. Well, actually, you had Parsons second. I have, I have Collins mm-hmm. second. Um, you know, I've been seeing these linebackers come off the board pretty close in most of the drafts. It seems like when one goes, um, and most of the few drafts that I've been in, they all go pretty close. Uh, as far as Parsons, Collins, and Davis, um, sometimes right. Parsons will go a few picks ahead, but I've been seeing Jamin Davis and Collins going back to back a lot too. Um, in the last few I've done. Um, and it's been kind of either way. Um, I've seen some Davis go first, some Collins. It's probably been a little more Jamin Davis than Collins going going second as far as linebacker and IDP off the board. But those those three linebackers have been, you know, the the cream of the crop as far as the IDPs coming off the board, you know, whether they go in a row or they go a few picks apart. They're the the ones that everybody wants, it seems. I've seen a couple guys trade up. Um to get one or or both or whatever um so right. um, um yeah they're they're you know i've seen a lot of them early you know like uh those leagues i just talked about the three sleeper leagues um you had parsons going you know two three two four and then you're looking at you know parsons went two four jamie davis went two five um, right. you know, two, three Parsons, two, eight Collins, two, 10, Jamie, Jamie Davis there, you know, six, seven and eight, in another league. So they're, they're going fairly close. And then, then the, the MFL leagues, I'm in the, the 16 teamers, um, all three of them went late first when it, it seemed like when one comes off the board, it, a couple picks later, it was Collins Davis or Davis Collins. So like, if you want them, it seems like once that first IDP comes off the board, <laughs> right. um, you know, people want in on, on those linebackers. So um, if you're looking to get one and, and the first one goes, when Parsons goes, generally he's the guy that goes first. Um, right. Better be better, better be ready to get in the mix. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I like, I like all three. I think they're all, yeah. they all have, you know, good situations regardless. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Washington's linebacking core is not, you know, the best. So Davis will get that opportunity as well but i think it's it's personal preference i guess but yeah you know or whoever's drafting him at that point if they like you know jamie jamie davis you know more than the other two you're gonna take your guy because he ain't gonna come back yep so i'm like in in this um another idp only rookie draft that we're doing zavin collins went one that was me and then michael parsons went two and jamie davis went fourth so I was I was a little surprised that Patrick Sutan went third. So Oh yeah. That, that one caught me a little off guard, but the first <laughs> four of the first five picks were linebackers. Yeah. That, so it's I mean it's I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the picks because yeah. I think you gotta get your guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I think you made I think you made a great point though with the, those three. However you have them ranked, they're they're all awesome prospects, right? Solid situations, um, nice draft capital for all three of them. They're going to be out there. Whatever one is your flavor to go first, second, or third, however you want to take them. But 
but like you said, get your guy wherever you're going to have to spend up a little bit to get them and which, whichever one you want, get your guy. Cause they're all, they're all good players. Um, wouldn't fault yep. anybody for having them mixed up any different order. One, two, three. Cause they're all, they're all real, real solid linebackers. Exactly. So, so kind of to put this into context here, Devin Bush, we're going back to 2019, Devin Bush, 12.2, Devin White, 12.3, Nick Bosa, 13.8. Then you go to last year, you've got Chase Young, 12.4. Those four have been your big prizes over the last two years. Now you're jumping to 2021. Parsons is at 14.2. Do you think he's in that same category with Bush, White, and Young? I know it's just two spot or two spots back from what they're being drafted, but do you think that's warranted? Um, do you think that's just because he's the best player in this draft, or do you see some similarities there with his game? I think he's close. I don't think he's – I don't think I could put him in the same tier yet. Right. But out of those, you know, it – and it also depends on – I know it's a constant thing, but uh, roster construction. I'm, <laughs> I like taking – I like taking my edge players, defensive ends first because, it, I mean, it's, it's top-heavy. So, you know, I, I don't think he's on the same level – Yet, but he but he can get there, I think. Right. So if you've got Devin White, Devin Bush, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, let's say they're tier one rookies. Are you putting Parsons in that same tier one, or do you think he kind of falls back to tier two? I think he falls back to tier two to start out. Maybe you know, maybe 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 next year he can jump up to that tier one, but he he's not there yet. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely get that for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, felt like last year with Chase Young, it was just, you know, even though I don't like Ohio State, it was, <laughs> it was, it was hard not to deny that he was just, just an animal, and uh, he was, you know, we were expecting big things right away, instantly expecting big things from him, and he was uh, one of those surefire got to get him if you want a stud defensive end because they're hard to find, and. Um, you know, it's like this this edge class and this rookie draft. There's some solid players in some nice spots, but it doesn't have that blue chipper like a Chase Young or a Nick Bosa, right? But I mean, there's some solid players in the in the group for sure. Guys I like, and uh, yeah, um, I I definitely get what you guys are at with Parsons being just a little bit behind those guys as far as you know putting them up there in that tier one rookie category. So yep. definitely get it. Yep, next year, next year, but not not now. Yeah, I not any of them. I wouldn't even put Zayvon Collins in the tier one. Yeah, I think he's still. I think they're still tier two. I, I want to see it kind of. I want to see how he does. Mm-hmm. Give him, give him a year, and then we, then we'll, yeah, then let's decide which, uh, you know, after the last three draft classes where we're going to put them, and then, yep, next year's draft class. You know, we have another guy that's coming up. Where's he going to be? <laughs> you know, so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't! I can't wait till next year. That dude's gonna be up the charts. Um, yes. Bang. Yeah, <laughs> you know, plenty of time to get there, of course. 
Um, so we've talked about the top three, Parsons, Davis, Collins. I think for the most part, those three are the big three in any rookie class. You know, I mean, there's been some abnormalities here and there, but I think for for the most part, those three are your big three. Now, the next two. Eh, I'm I'm going to go next two. There's a couple more that's real close, but JOK, Jeremiah Owusu Kamora, outside linebacker for Notre Dame, has been going at 25.8, which is roughly 1.7 behind Collins. And then Quiddy Pay, defensive end for Michigan, 30.2, which is just about five picks behind JOK. For me, if I have to pick, I'm taking Quiddy Pay. Uh, I think the linebacker position in fantasy is deeper. So you're looking for position value. And for me, that's Quiddy Pay. I think he's just a – for his position, I think he's a better fantasy option. Um, you know, if you can get Parsons, Davis, or Collins, you're not looking at JLK because he's more of a – outside linebacker that more of a uh pass rush guy there so he's not i say linebacker but when you think linebacker you're thinking inside guys really um which if you get that dual designation where you can play him at defensive end or linebacker that helps you for me i'm taking quitty pay he lands in indianapolis with a grover stewart with uh, Buckner, yes, DeForest Buckner. You got Darius Leonard behind him. You've got freaking uh, Bobby Okariki. Bobby Okariki. You've got the secondary with Kahari like Willis. What, yeah, Kahari Man. Willis. I like what they're doing there. He doesn't have to carry the team. For me, there's more upside with Pay than there is JOK. Um, I do like JOK. But, you know, for my fancy teams, I'm looking, if I can't get one of those top three, for me, top four, and we'll get to this in a minute, but I don't see JOK as that traditional linebacker. He's not going to get you the points. He's not going to get you what you're looking for. So you're going to need him to be that defensive lineman designation maybe that sleeper has uh, for him to have value. Do you think JOK gets play safety at all? Do you think I, – I, I know they got uh, – they're crowded. It. I know they're crowded. <laughs> I know they're crowded. I, I'm just – Right. I know they're crowded back there. I mean, he can – they have a very good defense, you know. Mm-hmm. If you look at their, you know, paper champion defense, you know, can, <laughs> can they step up? But yeah, but if I had to pick, I'm taking Quiddy Pay as well, just because, like I said, I I like taking the position scarcity. It depends. You know, if you start four linebackers and three defensive ends, I'm going to take a defensive end first, right? Because of positions. You know, I like I like both, but I think Quiddy Pay has a better chance to 
succeed on the Colts where it's not as crowded as the Browns. Exactly. And and considering what he has around him, Divorce Buckner, Grover Stewart, Darius Leonard, Kari Willis, you know, that secondary. I mean, the whole team defensively around pay is better than what maybe Cora Mora has in a little bit of a way. But you're getting JOK at 25 or you can get Quiddy Pay at 30. If I can wait five spots and get Quiddy Pay as a DN opposed to a linebacker, I'm taking that kind of value all day long. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I'm just uh I'm a little worried about JOK's role. Um he's a he's a tweener build and he played that overhang role in Cleveland and I mean, in uh, college, uh, Notre Dame. Now he comes to Cleveland, and you know, I just I like JOK as a player. Uh, I thought his tape was good, and he could do a lot of things. You know, and for a smaller tweener guy, he he really plays physical, which you love to see. You know, he brings it. Um, I just I'm just not sure right now how they're going to use him. Um, so that's kind of why I have Nick Bolton ahead of him as far as my linebackers go. I know we're going to get the well, Bolton. Sam, but. I'm glad you mentioned that because I do too. I mean, yep. if we're so, looking, you got Parsons, Davis, Collins. That's your big three. Mm-hmm. JOK's not my fourth linebacker. He and I'll do be honest, see, he's probably not my fifth or sixth. Do you see JOK ending up like Isaiah Simmons did? That they don't know where to play him. <laughs> it's, it's possible, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. GOK could be one of those guys. He's he's a better it's, NFL player than fantasy player. It's a little bit player. different because I think Simmons. Yeah, they're not the exact same player, but right. No, I get what you're saying, but I think Simmons has more of that safety linebacker designation to where JOK has more of that linebacker defensive end top, and I think that kind of separates them a little bit. Um, Like Kyle said, Nick Bolton, he's my number four. At number five, there's a strong case for who that may be. Is JOK my number five? I guess it depends on what my league's scoring is. You know, is it heavy tackle or, sorry, heavy sack scoring? Because if you're getting six, seven, eight, ten points for sacks, then, yeah, he can make the case. But if it's a tackle-heavy scoring league where sacks are not scored very much, then I think JOK drops quite a bit for me. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like I said, he could be one of those better NFL players than fantasy players. I mean, where do you guys have him? Because I think we're all in agreement, Parsons, Davis, Collins, in some kind of order, rule one, two, three. Is Kamora your number four? No. Nick Bolton is. Nick Bolton's my number four. Which is is interesting because Nick Bolton, and like I said, we're looking at my spreadsheet that I've taken from actual rookie drafts, uh, not mock drafts, because I think those can be misleading at times. JOK is going at 25.8. 
Nick Bolton's going at 31.1. I kind of don't understand that because he's going to roll in Kansas City. I know they have Willie Gay, but you're going to have Willie Gay and Nick Bolton at linebacker. You can play that 4-2-5 kind of defense allow you to play that third safety, allow you to play that extra defensive back. Um, I think Bolton and Gay are two different type linebackers. They're both young. They can grow together. And with that defensive line up front, Chris uh, Chris Jones. Um, oh, help me. My they got, just, well, they got Jerron Reed now too. Jerron Reed on a one-year deal. They got Frank yeah. Clark on the outside. Clark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then on the back end, you've got uh, Teron Matthew, you've got Daniel Sorensen, you've got uh, Jawan Thornhill, Legarius Yes, or Sneed. Yeah, excuse me. I just, for me, I love the situation for Bolton, and I'm taking him. Oh, go ahead. Sorry to finish you. I'm taking him higher. Than most people are. I mean, if Parsons, Davis, and Collins are off the board, I mean, like I said, Nick Bolton, 31.1. So you're looking at what? 12, 24. You're looking, yeah, third round pick, basically. Mentally, third round pick. Yeah. If I can get him in the second with Parsons, Davis, and Collins off the board, if I can get him mid to late second, early third, I'm jumping all over him. How much do you think he plays year one? We know Andy Reid doesn't – he doesn't right. like playing rookies a lot. So, you know, I know for Dynasty, you know, just, just out of curiosity, how do you, how often or how much do you think he's going to play his rookie year? Mm. You know, long-term, I think, you know, that's why we're, you know, Dynasty, I mean, we're going to take him. And, right. and, I think, you know, Gabe- Bolton is close to – Gay played quite a bit last year. I know they had Anthony Hitchens or whoever else they played there, but I don't know that they those guys had the talent of Bolton. Um, I think it's going to depend on how quick he can pick up the playbook, how how quick he can learn the system, how quick he can gel with the rest of the team. Now, like I said, it helps that you have that awesome front four. You have that awesome back end. So I think that alleviates some of the pressure for him. Um, I think Kitchens is still going to be a player. Gay's going to be a player. But if Bolton can come out and just just relax and play, I think by week, I think by midseason, you got to consider. They're going to consider starting him, and I think as fantasy managers, you got to consider that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's too good to not have on the field. I think it's just a matter of if they trust him to 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 be their guy in the middle and run the show because mm-hmm. I think he's built for it. But right. uh, whether or not when it is that they that they put him there sure. and trust him to run the show because Hitchens isn't that good. I mean, he's just. A guy, right? I mean, uh, Damian Wilson got some run there. He's gone now. He's just okay. Um, you know, uh, Neiman, Ben Neiman, 
You know, Bolton's definitely better than what they've had. And him and Willie Gay are the duo of the future for Kansas City. Um, But yeah, (laughs) like, you know, like like Eric said, as far as Andy Reid generally not playing rookies a ton, it's just a matter of if they're comfortable with him in there. I think think he's built for that spot. It's just uh, a matter of when he's ready. And um, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for the uh, Nick Bolton Willie Gay duo in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like Nick Bolton. Um, he he's probably closer to Davis to me than Davis is to Parsons and Collins. Okay. So I I really like yes. Bolt. I really like Bolton and his game. Yeah, even when we were doing the Dig podcast, I think he was one of my top linebackers that we have. I just I love his intensity. He's yeah. he's a guy that you know he's he's not gonna stop. And he's so, I think he's so good. A, he can lead that I, defense. Here's a question for you. Glad you mentioned that Eric. Um for our listeners Davis is going at an average of nineteen point one, which is basically as an early second round pick. Bolton is going at 31, which is basically a third-round pick. Where, who would you rather have? Would you rather take Davis in the second, or would you rather wait and take Bolton in the third? Now, when I say that, not just draft capital, but I'm thinking actual NFL. So, do you like Davis's situation in Washington? Do you like Bolton's situation in Kansas City? Then you got to remember, or you got to consider, you know, nineteen versus thirty-one. I'll say this: Parsons has been my number one IDP from the beginning. I have him in a lot of leagues. I think he's better than the rest of what's IDP rookies. I think he's in a better situation. I think he's a better player. But if I miss out on him, I think I almost want to wait. See, this is tough. So you got Parsons at 14. You got Davis at 19. Collins at 24. Bolton at 31. I almost think if you miss on Parsons, you kind of got to wait on Bolton at 31. Because in some of these leagues, you're seeing Parsons, Davis, Collins, one, two, three, in any order. Um, I think if you miss on one of those three, you're almost better off waiting to get that fourth guy, which is Bolton. I would rather take Bolton in the in the third because it, I mean it would depend on what my offense needs, but this is such a deep right. offensive offensive class that I would probably wait if I didn't get one of my other between for me if I didn't get Collins or Parsons I would wait and get Bolton in the third and take you know see who's there, but I would. I'd, I'd go Bolton in the third. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm torn here because I've been in kind of that situation where 
I liked the three top linebackers more than what was available for me. It all depends on that board falls, you know, that late first and those 16 teamers and early seconds. Um, I kind of want to get one of the top three guys. Um, I love Bolton in the third. I've, I've taken one of the top guys and then taken, I've taken Bolton as well in the third. And I love doing that. Cause I'm, you know, then you're, I'm getting two of the, you know, two top linebackers to, to build my, my LB unit around. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get one of those top guys if I can. If I don't like my offensive situation, the, the guys available, you know, depending on how the board falls, I've seen it come different ways in that range. But um, however it, it rolls, I think Bolton in that third round range is like awesome value, and um, he's just he's in a great spot. He's gonna, you know, he's when whenever it is, he does get that role in the middle. He's, you know, he's he's gonna do well. Um, he's he's got the game so um yeah I, I love i love him in the third that's that's really good value i'm trying to look here so uh the earliest i have seen nick bolton taken is pick 24 or no 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 23 24 and 25. So that basically puts him as an early second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the big three I've kind of seen all over the place. I mean, I've seen uh, JOK here. I mean, we'll put him 22, 20. Very list, I've seen him 15 and 16. That's one. Both of those leagues are one QB leagues. You start eight IDPs. Um, Collins, you're looking at him, 24.1. So let's see. There's a 13, a 13. So I've seen him taken in two leagues at 13. One of them is a super flex, start 12 IDPs. Um the other one is a super flex start seven IDPs. Damon Davis. Let's see here. 15. The earliest I've seen him is probably mid or early second. 15, 17, 17, 17. There's one league 11. One QB true position 11 IDPs. I think after you get past Parsons, there's a debate for the most part because Parsons, I've seen, you know, uh, there's a 7, there's a 10, um, 14, 14, 12, 14, 12, 14, 13, 10, 8. So it kind of tells me that Parsons is your top-level IDP off the board which is kind of crazy to me because you don't really know where he's going to play. I think early on he plays outside, but there's a possibility with LVE moving on with the injuries, Jalen Smith moving on. There's a possibility that Parsons can kick back inside. So I like that. Um, Jamin Davis, he's going to be the inside guy for Washington. Collins, he's going to be the inside guy next to Simmons. 
Bolton, he's going to be the inside guy next to Willie Gay. Um, just interesting on these values. I think there's a outside of Micah Parsons, there's a broader spectrum or a bigger range for these ID or for these linebackers. Um, we've hit on the linebackers a lot, but what about Quiddy Pay? 30.2. That's what. 24. You're looking at early second mid, or mid late third. second, early mid third. third. Mid third. Mid yeah. third. Do you are you taking a guy like him over Bolton? Um, I I'm I have Bolton braided ahead of him as far as um overall and it, rookie. And rookie what I'm saying in rookie drafts. Quitty pay 30.2, Nick Bolton 31.1. So basically there's a pick right. between the two. They're coming in the same spot. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and as a reference, we're getting into this because this isn't an X topic. Jalen Phillips, 31.1. So Quitty pay 30.2, Nick Bolton 31.1, Jalen Phillips 31.1. Those three are basically neck and neck. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm scared of kind of Jalen Phillips. The concussion history, um, you know, he's a music uh, uh, pianist. You know, a lot of people's like, well, you're crazy. But think about it. You know, if, if you're a, an accomplished pianist, your livelihood is your fingers because you've got to play the piano. His dad was the same way. So there is some concern to his dedication to football, you know, because let's face it, once football's over, you got to have something else outside of that. So being a pianist is a big thing for him. So if he, his fingers are messed up, he can't play piano, which I mentioned that once before. A lot of people's like, you're crazy, you know, whatever. Um, not that that's a big factor. I think the concussion history is a bigger factor for me. I'm taking Quiddy Pay over Phillips, but I'm taking Bolton just ahead of Pay. So if it's for me, I'm taking Bolton, Pay, Phillips, one, two, three, there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get it. Um, I know you got to get going here, Eric. So um, before you go, we're looking at the list here. <laughs> Is there anybody that screams like a really good value as far as to where they're going overall? I mean, Chasserat at 49 is. Yeah. I think that's really low. Or or uh, Jason Owe, I, I think he's kind of low too. I think he's going to do really good in right. in uh, Baltimore. Yeah. You know, and guy I don't really see, I don't see on this list is uh, Carlos Basham. Yeah, you're a Basham. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You're a Basham fan. I know I'm that. A big, I'm a big Carlos Basham guy. So keep taking him on <laughs> Carlos Basham is fifty three point seven right now. Yeah, I would take him. I would even take him over Rousseau, though. Okay. Because I mean, Rousseau has the potential. Can I ask so you raw. why? I think Rousseau—he's just still too raw for me. Like he, yeah. I would. Uh, Basham is a little bit more well-rounded. But I can see them both. I mean, the Bills have they could you know they could have Gregory Rousseau. 
They could have AJ Epinesa. They could have Ed Oliver and Carlos Basham on that front line. Mm -hmm. Because Epinesa played defensive tackle. They're interchangeable. Those four are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I I, I still like Carlos Basham. I think he's, I think the Bills got a steal in the second round with him. I'm kind of surprised he took two defensive ends, but, you know, their offense is good. Why not? That's I'm kind of surprised, but I'm kind of not. Don't you almost think, and you know this is as good as anybody, Eric, Sean McDermott, his days in Carolina, defensive um, mindset, what did he do down there? You know, he even when he yeah. went to Buffalo, he tried to bring that Mario Addison. He tried to bring some of those guys. But don't you think yep. Ed Oliver – A.J. Epineza, who he drafted last year, both. Now he's got Carlos Basham. He's got, uh, oh, we just mentioned it. Um, oh, help me, the other guy. Are you talking this year? Russo. 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 So he's got Russo and Basham this year, Oliver and Epineza last year. So he's got four young guys that are rookies over year two that are interchangeable. Basham can kick inside. You saw a lot of that at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Epineza, big guy, can kick inside. You saw some of that at Iowa. It's almost like he's copying what Washington's doing in a way. Do you not see some of those similarities? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you look at, you know, Sean McDermott, was Carolina's defensive coordinator. Ron right. Rivera was Carolina's right. head coach. Exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. Trying to, I'm exactly. trying to see a little trend here, but no, I – Yeah. They And they – I mean, they have even Tr- Terrain Edmonds behind them. Matt Milano's still there. I mean, they have George a very – Warrior on the back end. Tredavious White Tredavis corner. White. Got, uh, mm-hmm. What's their other corner? Um, oh, my God. Help me. Their other corner. Not, uh, something Levi Jackson. Wallace. Jackson. Um, Teron Jackson. Teron Johnson. Yes. So, but you know, they still have Jerry Hughes there too. And yep. you know, I think Addison is still there too, if I'm not mistaken. So the, the old vets, but yes, I would, I like uh, off that list, you know, Basham's not there. He was one guy that I really like. And then I was looking at, um, Where's where's Ojolari? Okay, so Ojolari. And, and this is guy I'll admit I'm not very high on. Um well, I'm not as high as some others on, but Ojolari. Let me scroll down here. Uh let's see. Uh went just a little too far. Ojulari is at okay. So Ojulari is going at fifty point one on an average. So right now Ojulari is going in live rookie drafts at fifty point one, which is one spot behind Ch- Chas Rot. At forty nine point four, and one point or one point, 
one spot in front of Michael Divinity, 51. One spot in front of Bering Browning at 51.2. Yeah, that's good. That's good yeah. value on Browning, too. Yep. So do there. we like so do we like Browning? Yeah, I do. I I do, but he's gonna be more of a coverage linebacker. So who do you know he's he he's not gonna be if anybody it's gonna be Josie Jewell. Yeah. You ain't you are not gonna knock off um Chubb or or AJ Johnson or Miller. So the only guy I can see happening is to Josie Jewell. So but do I, you see Browning replacing Jewell as the early down guy? Or do you see Jewell being the quote-unquote two-down thumper, third-down Browning comes in? I could see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. I Jack. could see that. Yeah. Especially as I, I a guy as a rookie. See, I'm, I'm not a big Jalen Phillips guy. I like Ojolari more than Phillips. See, so I, I would take I don't Ojulari. like either one of them. Oh my god. I would take Ojolari <laughs> over Phillips. Oh my god. I don't I'm but, with you. I, I don't like Phillips, but I don't like Ojolari either. You just hating on all my players. They don't no, like you. I, they don't like you either, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. get one. there's a lot of people that don't like me. <laughs> one more. One more before I go. Okay. Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox. You guys know that. Yeah. He's, I'm a big yeah. fan of Jabril Cox. Yes. Where Jabril. would you take him? Where do you think he can? Because he probably won't play middle. He'll probably be an outside linebacker. Where would you take him? Jabril. Where would you take him? I would take him higher than where he's going. Yeah, where is he going? Okay. Okay, so for for context, he's being drafted at an average of 57.8, which is roughly fourth, late fourth, early fifth round. I get it. But I think mm -hmm. that's kind of skewed. Uh, I've watched him, <laughs> Eric, as you have too, back at North Dakota State. I watched him at LSU. I think... Think him and Parsons are the future in Dallas. Both of them. Could you could you imagine a linebacking core of Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, and Jabril Cox? I mean, come on. That I is think, I think for some reason, even if LV and Smith are both gone, Cox and Parsons are the future. Oh yeah. 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 With that said. I think fantasy managers kind of don't know what to do with Cox because mm -hmm. naturally Parsons is your 101, you know, of all IDP. So he's the big guy, which kind of hurts Cox. But if I can get Cox late fourth, early fifth, I am jumping on it all day because he's not going to impact you, impact your team as a rookie. I mean, he's, he's going to get some reps or whatever. But year two, especially year three, I'm zoned in on Cox. I think he's a all-in by option. 
I'm snapping him up everywhere, and I have him in a ton of rookie drafts right now. Okay, what about Keanu Neal going to Dallas? How does that affect him? Will Keanu Neal play in linebacker, or will he stay at safety? Because right now they have him pen- penciled in at weak side linebacker behind Jalen Smith. Early on, I think it's a, I think it's Neal. With the retirement of Sean Lee, with the quotation marks injury history around LVE. And then what they do with Jalen Smith. I think it's Smith. I think it's LVE. I think it's Keanu Neal. Because I see a lot of Micah Parsons being that outside guy, maybe opposite of Demarcus Lawrence, that quote-unquote role that Alden Smith, Randy Gregory had. Oh, man. I think this year is kind of a mix match. I think you're going to have to really pump the freaking brakes on Dallas linebackers. And it's one of those things where you can, it, you know, Keanu Neal could jump to safety. Right. You can you still, you can still have LVE, Parsons, and Smith. Yes. Playing yes. linebacker. You know, it's, it's mm. one of those you just need to see – how it's going to play out, but I still think when the trade was made, you know, everybody's like, okay, Dallas is getting the safety. Then all of a sudden they come out and say, you know, he's practicing with the linebacker group. And I'm like, well, you know what? Sean Lee, he can't stay on the field. This makes a lot of sense. LVE's hurt. This makes a lot of sense. Then you turn around, you draft Micah Parsons, you draft Jabril Cox. So that kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. I think immediately, Keanu O'Neill, linebacker, I like it. After this year, I don't. Um, I could see a Parsons-Smith-Cox combo at linebacker with Keanu O'Neill moving back to safety. I could see that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All good points. Good stuff, good stuff, fellas. Well, Eric. So on that, on that note, I was gonna say I'm gonna gonna head out. Why don't well, you Why don't you sure. tell the people where they can find you, buddy? Exactly. Before so you head out, me. tell them what you're doing. Tell them what you're you, where you're at. Where they can follow you, man. You can uh, find me on Twitter at at ejh1528 idp. Uh, I do scouting for the NFL Draft Bible, and I do my um, Debbie IDP IDP rankings and writing over at uh, Dynasty Nerds. So, said taking a taking a little bit break for right now, but hopefully to get back here, get back into it soon and start hitting her hard. Awesome, man! Awesome, man! You gotta take time when you can, but man, looking forward to your work when you're when you're ready to jump back on it, man. You bet. Thing, I appreciate that. And, uh, man, thanks for joining us, taking the time to hang with us and talk some rookies and some IDP, man. We, we, we definitely appreciate having you. Absolutely. Always, man. It's, 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 it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. So let's, start, let's get on and let's, let's start chatting. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Open the invitation, man. man. Anytime yeah. you want to come back, just hit us up. Man. Yeah, we you just let us know. Yeah, You got it. I'll do that. All right, fellas. You have a good night. Take care, Eric. Talk to you later, bud. Later. 
Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. So, Kyle, we'll, we'll go a few more minutes here. Um, Kind of want to pick your brain a little bit. Two of the bigger names. <laughs> kind of got to toot my own horn here. I wrote articles about both of these guys. Ernest Jones. Derek Barnes. Ernest Jones was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams. Derek Barnes was drafted by Detroit. Two of the hotter names at a position that is... Two of the weaker depth charts. Two of the weaker depth charts that has two of, in fantasy, two of the, is the high-scoring position. Um, just to give you a heads up here, Ernest Jones, 47.7, average mm -hmm. draft position. Um, oh, let me find um, Barnes here. He's pretty close. Barnes, 64. Okay, about, so 17 picks. About 17 picks. Okay. Ernest Jones, like I said, went to the Rams – Derek Barnes went to Detroit. Like you said, both of them have kind of an inside track, so to speak, to significant playing time. Right. But both of these players are some names that I've seen just freaking bombing it in rookie drafts. Um, where it, are you taking it, them? I mean, what do you think about them? I mean, what's your thoughts? First off, props to you, buddy. <laughs> Those you were you were on those guys for a while. Wrote up those profiles. Definitely excellent calls by you, my man. Um, but no, I I like them both. Um, you know those profiles you wrote up were awesome. So I got to get familiar with the players. I watched both their tapes. Um, just to get get familiar with these dudes. I love I love the situations. Um, you know that Rams. Uh, that Ram spot for, for Ernest Jones in the draft cap in the third round is pretty prime. And, you know, Troy Reader and Micah Kaiser aren't exactly, you know, big names to beat out. So right. they made it a point to get them in the third with some other guys I liked personally a little bit more on the board. But, I mean, that's their guy that they went and got on day two. And, I mean, you're going to know – I think you're going to know early on – what, right. to expect, what to expect because you should be able to to really take take a hold of that job seeing as what's kind of been going on there you know and uh i like jones i mean if he if he takes hold of that rams job it's he's gonna put up put up some real nice tackle numbers and that's where he's at his best right is stopping the run he's not the best in coverage but you know that's probably gonna be a work in progress. But against the run, he's pretty solid. So that's where he's gonna do his best work, and that's you know he's, he's gonna be able to score some points doing that. And Derek Barnes too. I mean at Purdue, you know better than I do because you wrote up his profile. <laughs> he he, uh, he moved around a bit. You know he played a rush yep. line, played that rush linebacker role early on. Then he moved to off ball. So you know he's got some versatility and he's got a good build, man. He's got a stout build. He's was he like two forty. 61240 is a bigger guy. Right. Um, you know, he's pretty explosive for a guy's size. He moves pretty well. Um, man, he he hits hard, he plays hard and, you know, um I think I said it before, I read a quote saying that he wants to play the mic. He wants to wear like number 55 and play that throwback middle spot. So, you no, love I'm hearing this. 
Double yeah, yeah, makes, yeah, for sure. Double <laughs> nickels makes me think of uh, Lavar Arrington. There you go. Yeah, there's a throwback. That's that's a dude. That's what you love to hear, right? That's and that's you think that's what a guy like Dan Campbell wants to hear, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. and Tavai ain't he ain't getting it done. He hasn't <laughs> been, you know. That's that when they took that pick, everybody questioned it and we gave it some time. And it just it hasn't worked out, and you know. um Collins is not going to play the same spot Barnes is going to play. He's more of an outside linebacker. And Collins will be, you know, he's, he's solid. He's going to do what he's doing, but they need someone to, someone else. And, you know, maybe Barnes is that guy. You know, the, the other guys haven't stepped up. You know, Jalen Reeves-Maven and, and Tavai, you know, Reeves-Maven's been an okay uh, backup and special teamer for him. But, um, you know, yeah, so, I mean, you got to love the, the spots that Ernest Jones and Derek Barnes go into. Yeah, I mean – Ernest Jones, I think you're right. He's uh he has the opportunity to play next to Kaiser in that defense. I mean, Littleton's gone, you know, he went to the Raiders, whatever they've tried. Reader, they've tried a number of options, but I think getting Ernest Jones, if he can if he can fit in, he's gonna solidify that defense. Right. Um, you know, he's he's used to playing at elite level in the SEC. Uh, I just, love that. I, oh, yeah. I mean, anytime you can perform in college at an elite level in the elite league or yeah. the elite leagues, you know, ACC or whatever, I, I just think it's a no-brainer. I, I think he's more of a downhill thumper than he is an yes. all-around guy, but he yes, can rush off the edge. Uh, so I like him there. Derek Barnes, I think Detroit is just so void of talent. Um, and they took those big boys early to, 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 to be in front of them there with Lee McNeil and Levi Amuzurike. Oh, my so. God. Those two, I'm glad you mentioned them because I'll tell you right now, I'm drafting both of those frickers everywhere I am in specific position leagues because yep. I think both of them are going to start early. Yep. This year, they're going to start this year for yep. Detroit, and then you're going to put Derek Barnes behind them with Jamie Collins. Yep, Detroit's rebuilding that defense. It's it, they're yep. going to take some lumps, you know, they're going to take some hits. It's going to look ugly at times, but if you will stay with these guys, Ellie McNeil, Levi Ozuike, Derek yep. Barnes, I think you're two three. It's going to pay off big time for them. So yeah, I'm liking I, those. And those are two of the bigger names that linebacker have been flying up the board. Yep. Yep. No, I like the call on uh, on, on, on Wuzurike as well. I, I definitely like, I know I know our buddy Tripp said he's in on him. And if Tripp yep. says he's in, shout out Tripp. If Tripp says he's in, then I'm definitely listening and I'm in too. Um, uh, he said he liked it, you know, his, his spot and his, his skill set. So um, definitely in them, them D tackle leagues, get yourself some on Wuzurike. Shout out, yes. shout out Trip. Yeah, shout out to Trip. Yeah, sure. So, so kind of piggybacking off that, Levi Onwuzurike, defensive tackle. Now, if you're playing a sleeper where you have that D-line eligibility, we're talking specific position leagues. Ozurike is going at 70.9. Okay. Aline McNeil, let me find him real quick. Like he's going a little bit earlier. Maybe not. Um, Aline McNeil, 
which is crazy value. So if you can get either one of those in position-specific leagues, it's a steal. Absolute steal. I like it. Um, I'm going to hit you right here. Hit you in your feels. <laughs> hit you in your feels. You know, we talked about Ernest Jones. We talked about Derek Barnes uh, being some – Late risers, we've talked about Micah Barsons, we've talked about JLK, we've talked about uh, Nick Bolton, we've talked about Zayvon Collins, we've talked about um, Chas Rat, we've talked about Jamin Davis. Now I want to hit you. I want to hit you right here. Hang on. <laughs> Oh, I just oh, Isaiah McDuffie, drafted by your Packers. Yeah, I love it. In rookie drafts, he's going ninety six point five, which is basically undrafted, basically most undra- leagues and yep. most leagues undrafted unless you're yep. in a super deep league. Yep. But man, I freaking love that. If you can yep. pick him up as a flyer undrafted, yeah, you got to jump all over that. No, I, and I agree. Like I like Isaiah McDuffie. Um, I, I watched a little bit, a little bit more of his tape uh, before the draft. I wrote up uh, some sleeper articles. Yep. So I, he, he was one, college. Yeah. Yep. So he was one of the guys I had picked that I liked, and I wrote up, wrote him up. So I, you know, I watched three, four of his games, and. Um, you know, lo and behold, the Packers drafted him on you know day three. We, I thought we'd take a linebacker, and we waited until the end to take one. But I like the pick. <laughs> I, I do. I like Isaiah McDuffie. Um, I love. I love the way he plays. You know, he's he's his motor doesn't stop. He's relentless. He's he's all go. Um, his reads. He's a pretty quick reactor. Just sometimes he's a little off. But he go, you know, he definitely has confidence in himself, you know, and I like that in a linebacker. So fine tuning his, you know, his reads and his reactions is is something he can work on. But I definitely like McDuffie, and I like the spot for him because I think he's immediately going to come in and, and contribute on special teams. And the depth at linebacker for Green Bay is not real great. Um, you know, Chris Barnes played well last year; he got hurt. Um, Kamal Martin showed some. You know, he he made a little bit of a splash when he came in, but he was banged up. Um, I you know I think Chris Barnes is the lead guy. You know, he took he yeah. he took over for he took over for Kirksey down the stretch. It was pretty evident they were rolling with Barnes once once it got real serious there at the end. Kirksey was kind of an afterthought, playing 40 percent of the snaps, whatever. Barnes is in the eighties, um, so he would be the guy. You know, Kamal Martin, they got high hopes for him, so those two would be your lead guys. But they did get dinged up last year, and McDuffie is going to make the team. He's going to contribute on special teams. And he's a guy who's going to, he's going to be able to hang in a little bit in coverage and, and cover some ground as far as sideline to sideline range. You know, he's a, he's a smaller guy, you know, he's in that two twenty ish range, but you know, he's not scared to stick his nose in there. So being as it may with that, that depth chart in green Bay, I mean, Ty Summers is just a depth guy. Um, he's a solid depth guy and he's a guy you can trust when you need him. But nothing spectacular, really. And uh, Oren Burks has been a bust since we, he's been there. And as much as I liked him, it's just it's not going to happen. Doesn't seem so. Yeah. You know, you would think that, you know, 
if something if injuries were to strike and, and McDuffie's picking it up and they they want to use him a little bit, you know he's not a good, bad guy to stash at all, and he's not a bad guy to put in your taxi just for later because if he does get a shot there, it's a productive role. So um, I like McDuffie. I like getting them late or picking them up off the waivers and stash them on your taxi squad. If you got rooms, because um, I, I like the player and the depth chart ain't much behind, you know, the two, the two young guys in Barnes and Martin. So um, yeah, I, I like that call too, by you there. Like you said, get, getting them that late. Yep. Can't go wrong. Love that. Love that. I was curious to your thoughts, you know, with Chris Barnes and Burks, who's kind of been a bust. Uh, Ty Summers, some of those guys, you know, they, let Blake Martinez go. They brought in uh, Christian. Um, oh shoot, Kirksey. He got hurt. Christian Kirksey. Yeah, you know, you know didn't pan out. So I was kind right, of curious right. what the thought there was. Yeah, you know, and so I like, you know, like I said, Summers is a solid depth guy. And when guys were going down with injury, he was the guy they put the dot on to get the defense set because he can't do that. He just can't cover. You know, he's right. he just. He's just kind of limited in that, and it's not an effort thing. It's just he's a little limited where McDuffie offers you more there. If he were to pick up the system and be ready, you know, he's got more to offer from an athletic standpoint, a three-down standpoint. So, um, And Burks, I just – I don't have any faith that he contributes much because it just hasn't happened. I don't think it's going to happen. Right. So, yeah, I mean, behind the, behind the starters, he's got a chance to be, you know, a guy there that could, that could step in if, if injuries hit, you know, and it happens. Yep. Awesome. Good stuff. So, you know, we've talked about this spreadsheet that I'm in tracking. It's based on actual rookie drafts, not mock drafts. It's actual live rookie drafts. Um, It's free to our patrons. So, hey, what a good segue here. You know, (laughs) sign up, be a patron. This is another perk. You get to see this spreadsheet not only for this year but for past years 2019 2020 2021 this is the third straight year that i've been doing this so if you'll sign up and be a patreon this is a perk that you get uh that nobody else gets i mean there's a lot of valuable information in that um you get to see who's going where and what kind of leagues you know I'm breaking it down. Is it true position? Is it not? Is it one QB? Is it super flex premiums? You know, how many roster spots, how many taxi squad spots? Uh, There are a lot of valuable information. So if you'll sign up and be a Patreon, you get that for free. And as all, you know, like we've mentioned in the past, Ethan Turner, the official doctor of IDP nation, he's given away the rookie guide. We've had a couple Patreons that, uh, Recently told me they're like, man, this injury guy is off the freaking charts. It's so awesome. Yes, it is. You know, I've used it for the past two, two years. If you will sign up for the top tier of the Patreon, you get the, the injury guide from Ethan Turner. You're getting the chat. Um, you're getting all kinds of good stuff. So be sure to sign up and check that out. Um, awesome stuff. Man, what a great show, Kyle. Good stuff, man. It was, yes. it was fun. It's fun to get back in and uh, talk some ball. Yeah, I, I know we we missed last week, but uh, <laughs> me and you were kind of uh, wore out. We oh yeah, to, busy. Oh my yeah, gosh, busy wore out. We needed a break for a week, so uh, we're back and uh, full steam ahead. So uh, 
tell them where they can find you. Tell them what they're working on, Kyle. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KBell54. Um, hit me up if you got any questions, you know, whether it's roster construction or startups or rookie drafts. Always happy to help if right. I can. Always happy to help if I can. Um, looking forward to the rookie guys, guides that are coming out here in the near future. Um, those are going to be just awesome yeah. offense and defense. Um, the IDP guys, rookie guides will have you covered. Um, can't wait to see see the uh the guides and how in the magazines and they're gonna be they're gonna be awesome um yeah i'm just gonna work on my rankings and uh <laughs> dial up uh an article article here soon hopefully once i get once i get a few minutes to uh <laughs> to work on it things are crazy but uh but yeah always available if anybody has any questions uh feel free to hit me up yep for sure kyle does great work so be sure to follow him uh, you can follow me at IDP guys as well. You know, of course, we're doing IDP Nation. Be sure to check out Davy IDP Grind. Um, we doing the rankings, the IDP Davy rankings. We're writing articles, all kinds of good stuff. Um, sign up for the Patreon. You know, get the free uh, injury guide. Get our um, spreadsheet for the IDP ADP rookie. Uh, ADP, sorry, got that backwards. IDP, rookie ADP. Um, I'm updating it daily. All kinds of people sending me rookie drafts, and I'm I'm updating that. Lots of good information there. Uh, got a couple articles out doing some Debbie stuff. Uh, on that side, um, we just got so much going on right now. It's hard to love them Debbie articles too, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the transfer portal is yeah. huge right now. So uh players moving like Toa Toa, yeah. which I freaking yeah. hate. I you know, know that one I you know, uh, dude, I, I you know how much I appreciate you writing that article because it's uh, a great article and I know it hurts you right to the uh, core. I knew uh, it hurt. It cut me straight <laughs> to the core. I was like I wrote that and I read it and I was like, you know, that's a really good article. And I was like, fuck it, I ain't even printing that. No way yeah. I'm sending that out. And I'm like you know when I when I read it, I said, "Man, that poor bastard cried the whole way when he wrote oh, this I thing." I, I shed tears, blood, sweat, and tears in that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, he was me. your boy at Tennessee. I knew it oh, had Cut me to the core. Uh, but yeah, check it out. I got another one coming out, and I'm working on a third one. So all kinds of good stuff. Check out our rankings, combined rookie rankings, all kinds of good stuff, and check out. If you haven't done it already, go sign up, buy your copies of this year's IDP Rookie Magazines, Offense, Defense. If you bought last year, you loved it. This year will blow that out of the freaking water. Uh, lots of great authors. Me, Kyle, Eric, um, Dingus, Joey, Joey, Dalvin. Uh, Kelvin, Dan, uh, Sean, so many good, yeah. so many good writers. Uh, you know, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Faith, who's doing a lot of the editing. Nate, yeah, who put all this together. Yeah, there's you know a lot of unsung heroes. So please go check that out. Sign up now. A lot of lot of great people, man. Todd yes. too, and then Jeremy. Ed, Jeremy and Faith did an awesome job oh editing. My God. Nate See, doing the design, so Co so many. coach running the show. 
Oh, so many good people doing a lot of good things with this. Yep. And it's, honestly, it's one of the best magazines on the market. You know, I'm so, I've said it many times. I'm so enthralled with the IDP side that I went back and had to look at the IDP or the offensive only magazine. I used it last year. So go check that out. Um, you can go on the IDP guys website now and sign up for that. I think the digital guide is a, almost ready to come out. Um, and then the physical hard copies won't be long behind that. So thank you for supporting us on that. Great effort. So many people. Um, Kyle, you think of anything else? Oh, man, he covered it all. Whew, it's been a long show. Yeah. Um, sign up for the Patreon. Get the injury guide. Get the spreadsheet. Get the chats. Yep. Um, good stuff. All good stuff. Yes, great stuff. Be sure to go to IDP Guys, sign up for the Ricky Magazines. Um, let us know what you like, what you don't like in the podcast. We'll try to change it. With that said, I think uh, we've covered a bunch. Thanks to Eric for joining us. Yes, big shout out to Eric for joining us, man. Really appreciate him Love dropping the knowledge and taking the time to hang with us. Yes, love his insight. Yep. He's always welcome back. And with that, um, Kyle, if you don't have anything else, we're out. We're out, man. Peace out. Peace out. Tighten up. Go, Pat, go. Brett Favre is the greatest packer ever. <laughs> I'll let that be the outro. Yeah. <laughs>